Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What's happening? On a recent episode, we did a little story time, uh, kind of reminiscing about the past, you know, looking back at the five years. Um, and uh, <laughs> realizing that we have a lot of stories. We, we do. We have a lot of stories. But also, we're looking for new episode ideas. We just tell a story. <laughs> um, but also got to thinking about that one time, mm-hmm. that one time we had the most gloriously tasting coffee ever. God, that was amazing. Right here. Right here. I roasted it. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it got sold out in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Hmm. So. This was the Yemen Haraz Red. It was not a... Um, it was not a coffee by Porta Mocha. This was by another uh, importer. It was actually, it was Mocha Mill and a different importer from Yemen at the time. And this they were was, the ones that are, like, if you read a Mokhtar's book, they're the yeah. ones that were a little bit more established. They didn't jump on board with them immediately, but they had amazing coffee. Um, yeah, there, there are other, like, Yemen exporters, but uh, none of them really work on the level that, well, now Port of Mocha um, does in terms of directly with the farmers and improving quality and... and um, uh that kind of thing so um that's a total other sidebar but i i've i've like been paying a lot of attention to Porto mocha lately and the work that they're doing because it's really good but it's also of course reminded me of our own yemen experiences and it's been quite a while since i mean i mean because of Porto mocha i've had have been able to enjoy had, some yemen since it, then it's but, gotten a lot more competitive and so expensive so as, yeah. a, as a roaster i'm not it doesn't just doesn't work for our style of business right. to have that anymore. like how much how much would a bag be I, I mean, it's, I would say on the caliber of that Haraz Red yeah. now, which was $33 a pound then. Wow. Green okay. pound. So, and it was a 152 pound bag. Okay. So, goodness. That math hurts to even think about. So like five grand for a bag? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was like 3,500 bucks. Like, oh, and 30, then it got dumped off on the truck at the wrong address. Oh. Yikes. Anyways. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a lot for in. It was a hundred and thirty two pound bag. Okay, hundred thirty two pound bag. Um. Yeah. Anyways, point is that's a that's a lot for a bag of coffee. Like yeah, what, and I would say that coffee for, now is double. Just for okay, wow. Um. Just Wait. for context, what is like uh like the Columbia that we had here today? What would a bag of that? Oh, uh, that's that's fairly expensive, but it's also direct trade, so it's like it's three eighty five. He's charging me per pound. So it's ten times more expensive for the Yemen. Yemen. Yeah, was, was. Yeah, and now it's 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 yeah. ridiculous, and it's not just that it's expensive, but it's also really hard to find because there's not very much. Yeah, there's not very much. We should have um, an update on the heartbreak of Yemen soon. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we could get we could probably get Mokhtar on the show sometime can, this yeah. summer. Do a little little interview. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but uh, so this 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 show we're doing here now. Um. Uh, spoiler alert uh well, from the hopper oh yeah we're calling back to that first time that we had actual yemen on the show it was actually the second time we talked about yemen coffee because we did a show right after sca right when we had that amazing experience trying all those coffees yeah, outstanding that um, was that's up there for storytelling yeah oh i can meeting those people for the first time and all of our experience oof. yeah me mostly vicariously you like with those interviews and stuff yeah. like that leading up to that show that was and really, now there's a book really about awesome. it, which is just capping it all off. Yeah, that's pretty it's wild. Amazing. Yeah, we could um, do a whole story time and just read the Monk of Mocha. Gosh, I read a I read a chapter of that on one of my videos. 
Um, Were you wearing a smoker's coat? And no, but I was sitting in a chair drinking a coffee. I was drinking some Yemen, actually, from Puerto Mocha. Seemed yeah, fitting. Dude. Uh, but yeah, we could possibly read a read a chapter on the show. That might be fun. No, I think we should just do a five hour episode of read the whole book. Reading it. Uh, I think there might be some copyright issues with that. No, I'm sure Dave Eggers is great. <laughs> we don't want to accidentally uh, rip off an audiobook. I don't. Whatever. Whatever, Ravine. Just ruining all my fun. <laughs> Anyways. Yemen Haraz Red. That was um, outstanding. Wow. This is the one we, we talked about this on the show, one of the recent shows as well. You cold brewed it at some point. That was when we had it. But yeah, we're reminiscing about that. It was like bourbon. Yeah. Ooh. And, and just fresh, like roasted and brewed. Uh, I mean, it was like it was fruit pie. Oh, yeah. To, like it tasted like, like right out of the roaster just started smelling like we've been having fruit. coffee with like rich sugary liquors in it that coffee tasted like this with nothing added right like unbelievable it was like a mocktail in a yeah cup, in a bean yeah and uh that's just the kind of magic of of yemen coffees uh owing to the unique varietals as being one of the original sources of the coffee and the extremely high elevation uh, harsh conditions that the coffee grows in makes uh, the cherries grow smaller and it condenses all those sugars and yum 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 <laughs> is that too much a little bit all right all right well without further further ado further ado <laughs> without further ado here is a from the hopper episode number 34 finally a yemen Hello and welcome to the show. The show. We're on, uh, we're on our sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? Inconsistent <laughs> schedule this summer? Well, well it's the well, summer has landed here and yeah. Seattle's really, really beautiful. It is. I know we're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, pretty much. All, all ends possible. Yeah. The candle's being burned at. Yep. The hustle and bustle of a nice summer season. Followed with the oppressive heat of a nice summer season. Yes, the oppressive 85 degree heat. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody living in Seattle listening to this knows how god awful it is. Everybody else in the world is just like get over suckers it. for like, not being here because it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 100 miles away, it's 110 degrees my, my and the asparagus is incredible. We always seem to find a way to complain about something. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, there's a woman on the bus. And I love quoting her every year because yeah. she was on the bus and she says, I've been waiting all year to complain about this heat. <laughs> I got a friend from California. Every time I complain about the heat, he's so hilarious. He's like, "We'll take off the flannel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your socks off because wear your Birkenstocks normally." Right. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it's the Yemen episode. <laughs> so, back in January, as we have mentioned, uh, and we've done an episode. Did we do an episode on this? We probably did. Um, well, I had the story with Mokhtar. Yep. Is that in January? Magazine issue. That was the January magazine issue. Wow. It's been it's been a while. Um, and incredible. you know, I had a lot of back and forth with him. You know, there's plenty of stories on on that as he was in yep. battle and I was in my pajamas. It's one of my most favorite <laughs> articles. I'll say it's my most favorite article that um, you've written for the magazine. Well, I didn't write that. Or that was published. That was published in your magazine. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, that that was that was a truly unique story, and um, 
we've been looking forward. I mean, we were looking forward for months to, to trying the Yemen coffee. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, SCAA came around and Mokhtar and his colleagues were able to make it to the show. Yep. And they showcased uh, some of the most unique coffees that I've ever had in yeah. my life. Um, and one of them in particular, there happened to be bags of, and you jumped on that. I'm yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, the coffee was so good, and the people were so nice, and the story, both before just the story of the agriculture, the growing in Yemen, but also then the amazing story of how they got their samples out of the country, sort of intoxicating. I mean, the whole event, it was beautiful, and bought one bag without considering... <laughs> much else other than that this was absolutely amazing coffee and totally yeah, being yeah. enthralled it's just like no i'm gonna D give that girl my phone number no matter what i don't care how it turns out like i'm in there yeah D definitely uh, it's definitely a step up in coffee it's remarkable definitely. i mean the yeah. story itself is worth the price but the the coffee is is outstanding i mean there's oh, yeah. something that's absolutely unique about yemen and i think the same is with Ethiopian coffees as well, but Yemen has lately in the last decades have, has had such a struggle with socially with keeping their coffee consistent and with theft and with the skill levels and the water availability and all the other pressures. That well, as, as Mokhtar explains in the story, uh, they went through a couple generations of just forgetting how to really grow the coffee right. There wasn't a demand and, for it. And the people there now, most of them have never had their own coffee. Right. Much less... You know, I mean, their own coffee properly processed, right? Um, because they, it just for a while it would all get bunched together and right. got sold and, and bunched out. to Saudi Arabia. That's pretty right. much where it all went. Well, and Eddie, I don't know if you've talked to him, our, our Turkish metal worker next door oh, okay. here. He uh, he's from Turkey, he's from Istanbul, and he has wonderful stories and knows some poems about Yemen, Yemeni coffee because mm. it's just outstanding and known right. in that region. Um, it's really hard to get. I mean, the coffee is difficult, so we rarely get it. Right. Uh, last year, uh, Velton had that Yemen that was pretty outstanding. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's crazy, especially when we were cupping it. It was one of those experiences where the second you ground the coffee, it was just you just knew right from the get-go yeah. this was going to be a completely new and unique experience to what you may have been accustomed to right. in cupping coffee. Well, and yeah, just transports you to another another. Dimension and we we're expecting altogether. that. I mean, for other right. people that have never tried a coffee like this, right. it's it's, yeah. it's completely it's diff different experience. It's yeah. not even a cup of coffee at that point. You almost just need to not it's tell them what like it you're, is. You're indulging in part of the story itself, right? And you can taste that. That I, I was pleased to find this morning. Actually, I I brewed some this morning, and I mm -hmm. had some for a little bit. Uh, and uh, I sat down and I took a sip, and I was just like, wow. And then I stopped for a second, and I was like. Goodness, the coffee just made me go wow right. in my own house. I can't alone. even wrap words around it. I know. <laughs> like, and I was, I'm so pleased that, that there is coffee that still makes me do that. Yep. Oh, it yeah. destroys our quality control. Because <laughs> I roast that first up on Friday, that one pound sample that we had. And yeah. all that, I had like nine cups of coffee before Monday here, and, and they were all Yemen. I, I bought. In every brew method. Just well, I, I bought a couple sample bags, and per my routine for Monday or Tuesday, I always stop at Jensen's Smokehouse and they. They make this 22 years experience of just smoking salmon, all kinds of fish, mm -hmm. and they do such a phenomenal job. And showing off that bag and having these two guys who primarily just work in a completely different industry and a completely different mindset, smelling this coffee, 
And one of them was just immediately like, this smells like strawberries. Mm, mm. And I'm like that, you know, for us who've been working with this coffee, that being one of the primary flavor notes and traits that we've mapped out, I'm just like, that is amazing. I've said nothing about this to you. All I've said is smell this. Mm -hmm. It smells wonderful. And that was his immediate reaction. It's just phenomenal that this coffee can do that. Just yep. amazing. Like it is so distinct. So yeah, I'm I'm like super excited now for for coffees like this. Just uh, this idea of finding these rare and unique coffees yeah, out right. there. It's difficult. Well, what's really exciting is that we know these flavors exist. I mean, there's these heirloom varieties and these you know processing methods that are ancient. Really, I mean, Yemen's been growing coffee for 1,200 years. You know, they have these routines down that make. Yemeni coffee or Ethiopian coffee, particularly special, but now we're having this whole new generation because these co the the ancient coffees are still available and still wowing us. That now these farmers and these younger generation, I think in Central America and places like that, they're curious about what they can do with their coffees, knowing that there are ways to process some of these heirloom varieties right. that can really bring out these flavors. And there's ways you can manipulate the you know the atmosphere, the climate around right, the processing. Right. Um, 90 plus is certainly doing that, but we're seeing a lot more with uh, Sam Cotto and you know some of the forced fermentation and these you know, quick little processes mm -hmm. that I don't know. It's really interesting. So it's it it coffee like this. I mean, story from the story to the the flavor just mm -hmm. drives a whole industry forward as far as what we can do with this crop. Yeah. Like once again, we find ourselves on the cusp of another era. Yeah. That yeah. is just going to change flavor and perception. Yep. That's the way I look at it. That, that's one well, of the great things about this industry. Sean, I'm pretty sure you have like you, you are the fourth wave, right? Because you're going to start taking baths in specialty coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Every morning. In the beans, yeah. Every morning. <laughs> going to make our line of uh, Yemen coffee soaps. I exfoliate mm -hmm. my and, skin uh, with ground coffee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's Some of my baths have notes of strawberry. This podcast does not endorse this practice. It's amazing when people hug me like, oh, God, you yes, smell good. Yes, and my only response is, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you can call oh, me man. Mr. Priestie. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, we're not going to. This coffee is absolutely incredible. It's yeah. such a joy to have it. I feel so fortunate that our company it, has grown into a place where we have this kind of coffee. But to share it with with you well, and have the story kind of going back and forth well, with Coffee Lovers Magazine. In the grand scheme of things, adding on to the story, you know, we're just right. another stepping stone in this coffee's mm -hmm. travel, you know, to find that one person. Exactly. It's going to taste it, want to learn more about it, find out the, the complexity and the nuance and how deep and rich just, just recently of what this coffee has gone through right. is amazing. And that's only going to lead into even a further richness. You know the deep history of Yemeni coffees and stuff, things like that. Right. It's it really is just this this tale that won't stop, and it's beautiful. So we have um we have a special special promotion type thing we're doing for this. But before we get into that, yeah, because we're gonna share that with y'all listening. Um, when we first tried, so the the Yemen we tried today slightly different from last week. Um. A different profile. Different so profile. last week was the first full batch that we had tried, and we cupped that and tasted it. And mm -hmm. you know what I took away as a roaster and made some small adjustments on that profile. Mm -hmm. no. So in so in brewing this, um, you know, we always always try to explain the experience, and it's it's really hard to verbalize uh, what it's like. 
Um, I mean, I think the best we can do is, is kind of describe the flavors. Right, I mostly Even, just yell flavors. So the, the primary flavors that, I, that I've been using to describe this coffee, because I think, um, uh, you know, I wanted something that was, that was descriptive of the experience you could get, but also relatable, which is the most, the biggest challenge. Mm. Uh, like the, the, one, the one that has like been sticking in my head as, as most singularly accurate has been Rainier Cherry. And I don't know if that's just because I'm eating a ton of those right now, but not everyone's had Rainier Cherry. So the other flavors that I, I found in there, which I think uh, most people have had some experience with, are melon, peach, and strawberry. Obviously, yep. there's the strawberry. There's some one, black tea. I mean, there's definitely some spices, I think, as well. Right. There's, there's some cinnamon, for sure. Uh, a little bit of clove. I would mm. say some black currant. Um, I, uh, yeah, I would agree that actually all those descriptors are actually quite accurate this coffee um it also changes too which right. which, oh, which is another oh, yeah. challenging well, because element. of this coffee it kind of hit me that i almost am starting to write down my tasting notes in a different way when i'm really trying to get into a coffee because there's so many layers of complexity and flavors right that you can sort of follow through that end up in that final taste and right. you know 15 to 20 minutes out on the cupping bowl um that are outstanding i mean it ended with like toffee you know like like i have abba's abba written down it's like this just peanut butter rich but kind of Tart and nutty and right. you know, and that was after peach cobbler and right. watermelon and in the cup today I ran into that champagne again. Yeah. And that was that was a joy to discover. Um, mm. I'd um, forgotten that tasting note from when we cupped the samples from um, La Colombe. 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 La Colombe. You know, the dragon. Right. Uh, but then I forgot about the tasting note of the champagne. Yeah. I, it's I good to hear that again. And then I ran into yeah. it, and I was like, oh. And it makes me happy, because that's the coffee that we sent out to some of the people that were at that cupping. Right. Um, so, you know, it's always a little nerve-wracking charging. Right. Well, I remember Things that we charge for exquisite things I mean, that we like to drink. It's not It's not a regular coffee. This is special. It's absolutely uh, not. So, and we're totally... Yeah. It's totally reasonable. I mean, oh, that, and that's something we're going to have to face, as specialty coffee gets more specialized and there's more coffees and more people wanting specialty coffee. It's right. going to get more and more expensive. Period. So more effort that Let alone all the... Environmental impacts and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. They're just generally raising the cost of coffee. To be honest, I think the Yemen is is underpriced considering the effort that has gone into it and oh, the yeah. loss that they've experienced and all that sort of thing. Um, but uh, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, yeah, it is. I, you know, in a conduit, we don't like to just raise prices for the fact of that we can. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. it's really about right. you know. If, I know it, this coffee is so expensive that most people aren't going to buy it, but we do have smaller bags, portions mm -hmm. available, so at least they can take a cup home here. Right. right. Because the whole point of, not the whole point, but a big point of our company is that, you know, we want people to taste all this amazing coffee. Right. You know, they, they were conduits for it. We can't just right. overprice it so that regular coffee lovers can't afford it. Right. right. And so that's what's fun, is this coffee just, mm. I don't even know where to start. I was talking to a guy at Milstead, a friend of mine that I ran into there this morning. Right. He was like, well, tell me about it. I was like, yeah, I, pr pricing pricing of coffee. I mean, that's a whole another another uh, topic in and of itself. But I I like um, I really love what ninety plus is doing. I mean, this is a totally different subject from the Yemen. But uh, if you look at their Maker Series, for mm -hmm. example, which it is like really uh, expensive coffee, but they have like the Maker Series is the barista going to the farm to manufacture their own processing method right. entirely themselves. Right. There's, I mean, that's a huge amount of, of right. time and labor and, like, specialized everything that goes into that. On top of it being 
already an amazing like geisha or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you have to. You have to charge. Did I tell you I bought a bag of the Nikisei? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Woo! The Nikisei is uh, that's that's one of their uh, Ethiopian. Yep. Um, coffees, right? Yeah. 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 The Nikisei and um, what's the other one? Can't remember. Jira. Huh? Uh, See, Lichello is Geisha. Juliet is is Juliet Geisha or is Juliet the other Ethiopia? Juliet's another Ethiopia. Okay, yep. so it's Juliet and Nikisei that's the Ethiopia. Anyway, sidebar on uh, ninety plus because they're one of the rare special coffee producers out there. Um, but so yeah, we have the Yemen um, and the promotion we're putting together. We're uh, selling twenty bags. 20 bags only, 21-pound right. bags. And that's literally pretty much all we have left. Yeah, that's mean, all so it's This is an exclusive thing. That we yeah. don't have a lot of this isn't. This isn't like a fake nope. uh, scarcity thing. It's literally, like, there's there 20 is, bags. Right. Um, at $49 each. Yep. And that is going to be... that includes shipping. Yeah, that so, includes shipping. You know, it's a discount if you're... Uh, I don't know. It's a good price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an experience you've never had before. So... If you want to have an amazing experience with coffee, dive in. Right. I mean, um, they really, yeah, this is it. There's hardly anybody else that has this coffee. And the place to go for this promotion is coffeeloversmag.com slash Yemen. Slash Yemen. Slash Yemen. Uh, yeah, man. I'll be presenting this to a select group from uh, my readers of the magazine as well. Cool. Uh, so there will be a number of people viewing this. Um, the 20 bags are going to go. Um, get it while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the Yemen. Because we're Yemen. It's, we're Yemen. We're I should have figured out. Yemen. I should write that out. Because we're, we're Yemen, we're Yemen, we're Yemen, we're Yemen, we're Yemen, we're Yemen. Uh, so I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> Check out the... <laughs> oh. Check out, go grab, go grab some Yemen. Go grab a bag of by grab a bag, you mean go online to coffeeloversmag.com slash Yemen. Yep. Y-E-M-E-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, get a bag. And pre-order a bag. It's really, it's outstanding, and we're only going to have it for a couple more weeks, I think. Yeah, we, we roast after you order, because we want to, I want it to be absolutely perfect. Yep. Uh, it's roasted the Monday after you order, shipped to Tuesday, and um, you'll get it the Thursday or Friday. Most likely uh, by Thursday. Yeah. Um, and that's perfect brewing time. We're finding three, four days out. You oh, yeah. start getting that nice black tea, and you get the real tart edge on it. And then a couple more days after that, it mellows out, and you get that, you know, the rich fruit and some oh, yeah. of the nice, you know, cobbler and some of the, the delicious sugary body. Absolutely, it is an experience to be. Had. We need a ticker for how many descriptive words we can have for this coffee. I don't think you could have too many. I know, but I want to know how many we have. It's sort of like finding how many digits are in pi. I'm up to, 13, <laughs> I'm up to 13 trillion descriptors for Yemen. That's about a think tank to this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we're also going to be experimenting further uh, with uh, in the future with some more rare and interesting coffees. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be doing some exciting stuff. Delicious. Everything's, everything we do is delicious. It is. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter.
visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!